0: When I put my mind to something, I might wake up with an idea and I say, this is going to happen. And I know it'll take time. I know, but it's an eventuality. It's only a matter of waiting and earning it. I don't believe in luck. I do believe that it's opportunity meeting preparation Mm -hmm. and everything that we are doing today and that's coming to us is a result of that.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Kelly Bloomberg Podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand strategist and style expert on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, do something different, and show up as the best person that they aspire to be with their personal brand. Love all your messages that I get via Instagram and LinkedIn and TikTok, lots of platforms, but to say that you've been inspired by something that you've heard on the podcast from one of the guests, if share all these, it means so much, not just to me, but also to the guests we have on, knowing that it's had a massive impact. Thank you for being one of my five a day. Drop a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify if you haven't already. These reviews just help so much with the types of guests that we can get on, the awareness and coverage. So if you haven't already, would be the best present ever if you can leave a review. Welcome back to another awesome episode. In today's episode, I speak to Anisha, who shares what it took to launch Secret Skin, which is an award-winning e-commerce platform that connects global conscious brands to beauty consumers in the Middle East. Secret Skin has received a huge amount of coverage locally and internationally across print, digital, radio, TV and podcasts like mine since launch. And she shares her strategies on how she achieved this and how it's really impacted not only her personal brand, but the business as well. In addition to this, 65% of Secret Skins investors are women. And this is a stat that Anisha is really, really proud of. Enjoy this episode. I did so much value. Here we go. Welcome to the Kelly Lumber podcast, Anisha. It's great to have you here. Excited to be here. We have been meaning to bring this conversation together
0: for quite a few months and here we are now. Well, I think it's in the universe's calendar as I always see it, but it's timing. Absolutely. Would you do a little kind of
1: backstory, introduce to the audience who you are before I get into all my questions?
0: I'm the CEO and founder of Secret Skin. Mm -hmm. It's a tech-enabled platform for sustainable beauty and wellness. We're the fastest growing beauty company in the premium space. And we just turned three. What we do is bring together clean brands from different parts of the world so that the Middle East consumer can have access to them the same day. Yeah, which for a long time has never been available. I mean,
1: yes, I'd like to think that the region was waiting for Secret Skin. (laughs) Where did it all come from? So is it something that you had been thinking about
0: for years? What was the, what's the career before that that's brought you to this point? Prior to launching Secret Skin, I worked with Amazon for about five years mm-hmm. as part of their foundation team to launch fashion and beauty in India and Australia. And uh, love and fresh air brought me here
1: <laughs> four and a
0: half years ago. And I really thought that I would continue on the corporate career progression path. Yeah. But interestingly, I had started to feel this spiritual struggle between money and meaning because I was hitting 10 years of being in remission. It's called a cancerversary. And when I was interviewing, I felt that it was restrictive in its opportunity to contribute to the larger world. And it was very limited in its sphere of influence. And I wanted to be a part of something bigger than me. Mm. And I realized as a consumer that there was nothing that you could buy here. So I put my Amazon hat on and took $1,200 out of my own account. And I said, let me go shopping. I ordered from brands, different parts of the world. I ordered from platforms like Cult Beauty and everywhere that we would order from. And I realized that beauty buying in the GCC is a very labor-intensive, cost-prohibitive, time-consuming experience. A, you're paying between 50 and 80% over in shipping and customs. Then you're waiting for three weeks to receive it. Then Emirates Post will ring your doorbell for an extra 10, 12 dirhams. (laughs) And if you're unhappy with the product because there's no local customer care, it becomes a very poor customer experience. I said, This is insane. This is an opportunity. And if I build it well and I build it slowly and I use my Amazon learnings, I can really do this. So I spoke to seven brands across bath and body, hair, skin that I was personally using because my journey had gotten cleaner over the years because Mm. of the breast cancer. And I didn't have a deck. I didn't have a website. I said, it's not going to be any other retail play. We're going to do things that most retailers haven't done. But I want you to think about raising the awareness of women's health in the region. And that's why I want you to partner with me. And that's how we went live. I love that you actually said, I did all this and I didn't have the deck. I didn't have the website. But the
1: key pieces, they brought into you.
0: Yes. They actually investigated me on LinkedIn. And the day I incorporated Secret Skin in February on the 23rd, I remember, the world went into lockdown and Dubai declared a night curfew. I was sitting at my dining table saying, what have I just done? Because you'd left your job by this point. I had moved here much to the chagrin of my mother that I gave up the biggest job I'd ever had to come to Dubai of all places. And I was struggling to find work, but then the universe had decided that I needed to do something on my own now with this experience. And I think that what the brands believed in was my education. I look great on paper, the Amazon experience and the passion really that leaped out of a Zoom screen saying, I want to do this. I'm going to be launching prenatal supplements and menstrual cups, and we're going to be the best clean beauty play this region has seen. So people said, you're crazy. People said, no one's going to invest in you. They said, really? Buddha Beauty is the biggest clean beauty success. I'm sorry, beauty success in the region. How are you going to compete with that with 2000 followers or something? But I said, well, it's intentional and it's meaningful. And the universe will align because I know that I'm the best person for the job.
1: Mm. And what's happened over those last three years? So you start with seven brands. Yeah. How many do you have now? A little over 50 amazing and you just celebrated congratulations three years thank you and you're still you know in terms of you're growing very Uh, fast yeah and I say very fast or you say very fast is that also in the products that you're taking
0: the team that you're growing all of the above actually we went from seven brands to about 50 very fast yeah But we wanted to make sure that we had a very bespoke approach to the brands that we had because education and advocacy is really important in a region where every day the customer is inundated with five new beauty brands. And retailers spend a lot of money in getting the consumers to look at those brands online. And brands have supersized budgets that independent brands and clean beauty brands that are smaller players can't compete with. So we became like a center of excellence. We would guide them with the pricing, the PR, the influencer strategy. We are the only ones with our own micro-influencer program called Secret Skin Society. We understood, perhaps because of the Amazon training, we understood what the customer was looking for and we Mm. worked backwards from there. So we were very good at the whole digital journey and the e-commerce aspect of it. So when I say we're growing fast, we went from D2C to B2B to 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 B2B to C now, working with the biggest retailers in the region. And we're still just four people. Wow. It's exhausting. Yeah, I can imagine. But we will hire more people, grow the team because the intention is to launch in Saudi. So what got us here will not get us there. Mm.
1: In the beginning, we were chatting just before and you were talking about, you know, PR was something that you invested in, in the beginning. Tell us about that journey and how that worked for you.
0: Well, in a previous life, I have worked in the PR industry. Yeah. But when I came here, I was very new and Secret Skin was very new. And in the beginning, when the brand is new, you build your own identity, i.e. Secret Skin's identity on the um, provenance of the brands that you have. Mm -hmm. But eventually comes a point in time where you have to start building brand Secret Skin. So the introduction into the ecosystem was because of a very good publicist that we worked with, And they introduced us to the titles. They coached us on how we should present ourselves, our briefs, the communication, the external information that was going out to our customers. And we worked a lot. What were the right key events to speak at? How to build your profile? And all of this became a toolkit, which I now use for young entrepreneurs who are doing it the first time. I learned it. And then it's my way of paying it forward.
1: I think that point is really important to emphasize. So I'm going to go back on that that you know you had your identity for secret skin, and that was what was going out. But someone has to represent that. It's not secret skin doing the talking. It's you doing the talking. Okay, you're speaking on behalf of the brands, why you do it, but it's your personal brand that's actually being the voice of everything. So it's you at the speaking events talking about it. You at talking, your opinion on why you've taken these products and why they're so special to you. Why do you think other businesses overlook that part?
0: When you say other businesses, do you mean retailers or brands? Both.
1: No, just in general. I think that there is a big space where, you know, people think it's a business, but it's actually everything you've said, people have bought into you. Whether you had a website or not, it's you. It's the publicist is getting you the, the magazines, the features, this and that. It's you that's getting it. But I'm saying other people overlook that, their own businesses.
0: I think that consistency and focus is the only game changer. Mm. We're very focused that we need to build the voice of sustainable beauty and showcase how there are sustainability practices around the value chain. Fair trade, ethical sourcing, ingredient transparency, how we're talking to our customer, are we listening to them when they come back or if we have what they're looking for? It's an art and science. We understand the science because of the Amazonian blueprint, Mm. but the art is a very keen insight into this community because Secret Skin is powered by content and community. And that's what we're strong at. And that's what no one was doing. Mm. It didn't happen strategically. It happened organically. Mm. We just started filling up the space that was. We weren't launching 200 brands every month. We were very mindful about who we chose as an ambassador. Mm. And we were very careful with the brands that we took on board. Were they really saying what was on paper? Mm. What made
1: you go down the micro-influencing route? Because I like that approach. I see it a lot in people's sort of approach. They look at the big numbers. It's about the big numbers. When actually, if you look at the smaller accounts, there's bigger reach, there's more personal engagement. What what made you go down that road?
0: Well, firstly we knew we couldn't afford the if you break it up between head, tail, and torso. We didn't want to focus on tail and we couldn't afford the head. And we wanted to build a mechanism where more and more new people could be inducted. But we have something called a secret skin society avtar. So the avtar is someone who speaks to their own authenticity to their audience someone whose engagement is authentic, is inclusive. They're not selling or they're not promoting beauty one day and toothpaste tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's organic oral care, then yes. (laughs) But I think that when we chose them and it got better with time, we wanted to be sure of even if they had a smaller audience, what were they actually saying? And we gave a blank card to all of them for creative freedom. Mm. And it's phenomenal how these 20, we have 20 in the program, a season is three months and some work with us for multiple seasons. The way they speak to their audience, no matter where they're from, whether they're from the subcontinent or whether they're a local or whether they're wearing a hijab or the way they treat the subject of beauty and use their own creative lens on showcasing that product is phenomenal. So we started getting these collabs and the grid started blowing up because everyone had such a unique personality. And at the end of the day for Secret Skin, it's not about peddling product. It's about how do you creatively speak to your audience using this beautiful subject?
1: Yeah. So between PR and working with micro-influencers, has there been anything else that you found has been a real positive or needle-moving marketing strategy in in growth for what you've done? I don't think we
0: have enough time in the podcast for me to tell you. It needs its (laughs) own masterclass. (laughs) We did not want to spend a lot of money in acquisition. A lot of young brands feel that the more money they spend to digitally acquire, the more customers they'll have. We grow 15% very sustainably month on month. We don't want to spend thousands of dollars to drive exponential growth. Secret Skin is about value creation, not about chasing valuation as the business grows. And this is reflected in the way we speak to our customers, brands that we bring on, as well as the people that the partners that we work with. Mm. So we, every time we knew that we didn't want to spend a certain amount also because it was limited budgets when you're a startup. Now we're in that beautiful space between a startup and scale up where you have to really be a horse with blinders and focus on what you're doing. But the Influencer Society, the PR and speaking at the right events, the way we constructed and uh, told our story in the media, the way I hustled to get in to CNN, for example, the awards, writing those applications, then from writing the application in the first year of Beauty World Middle East to actually being on the jury the next year and then being on a panel in the following year. It's been amazing and everything that we've worked really hard for in the last three years is blossoming now. Mm-hmm. So I give myself a pat on the back and I hold it very close when I'm staring at my laptop and my partner comes in and says, why are you smiling into your laptop? And I say, I just love secret skin. There are days when I would like to lock up this baby in a door, uh, behind a door and not focus <laughs> on it because I'm so exhausted. But otherwise, it's a very beautiful example of how you can inspire the world.
1: Mm, I absolutely love that.
0: Off that point there
1: that you were saying about all these kind of opportunities, the awards, the the time that, you know, you've invested into it. So I just wanted to go back because I, I love all the points that you touched on from awards to, um, you know, speaking opportunities, panels, like all of these are aspects of, you know, the business, but you putting yourself forward and in it from a brand building perspective. You said CNN. How did you get that opportunity then? You said you hustled. What was the story behind that?
0: Well, I believe in manifestation Mm -hmm. very strongly. And when I put my mind to something, I might wake up with an idea and I say, this is going to happen. And I know it'll take time. I know, but it's an eventuality. It's only a matter of waiting and earning it. I don't believe in luck. I do believe that it's opportunity meeting preparation Mm -hmm. and everything that we are doing today. And that's coming to us is a result of that. So I was invited by a very well-meaning mentor that I look up to yeah. who had her own segment on CNN. And in one of the B-roll frames, she'd been asked that if you can have some founders and we want to show you as mentoring them in the frame. And the segment was called Follow That Startup. So when I got there, I was all very excited. She's the one who taught me that you should wear your company logo t-shirt. And uh, when I got there, I realized when the cut finally happened, when the edit, edit happened, obviously it was just a four second blip, right? And I was wearing a red jacket on purpose. CNN was red. I had a Secret Skin t-shirt on. But I was sitting there thinking, I don't want to be a filler. I want them to do a segment on Secret Skin. And I kept in touch with the producer. Hmm. This was June. By August, he got in touch with me to ask for suggestions on a story that they were doing for e-commerce businesses born out of COVID. That's got your name all over it. But the brief was that the businesses he was looking for had their own fulfillment. Ah, so okay. I put my creative hat on and I said, why don't I pitch a story to him about robotic fulfillment? Because during COVID, it was very important for the products to not be touched. People weren't touching cash. There was no cash on delivery because everyone was very paranoid. And we have a robotic fulfillment center. And I pitched the story and I said, hey, we've been featured in ABC. We're not ideally what you're looking for, but it is a business born out of COVID. And the more strategic information I sent him, the more I feel he got very roped in because you have to be hungry and eager. There's a difference between being self-promoting and saying, hey, there's a story here. I just need you to be open to it. And this was the first time that Dubai had started allowing events. So they tailed me for a brand launch at the SLS hotel Mm -hmm. and a shoot because we shoot everything on our own. Our Mm -hmm. imagery is very ecolux, I like to call it. And the piece finally came out. Our own segment was out in September. And I was watching it and my investor, my biggest investor had canceled everything that evening to sit in front of it. And CNN is one of the publications that don't show you the cut before it goes live. I was sitting there thinking, oh my God, makeup was all wrong. I'd never been, I was nervous. I gave myself a hard time. I called my publicist saying, oh my God, I really bombed. I don't think it went well. And it was the biggest interview of my life. I think that We overemphasize the importance of something so much when we are doing it for the first time. And as women, we give ourselves a really hard time about the way we look, what we wore, what we said. It's very nerve wracking and intimidating. And I said to him, I'm really sorry. I didn't see the cut before. And he said, are you kidding me? It's CNN. It's branding. Yeah. And that's how we were on CNN. I love that.
1: But I love it from a couple of perspectives. One, there was the you're, you weren't what they were looking for but you still went back to that um, I think the networking opportunity there in the beginning and this is the aspect of you know brand building that it's about developing your relationships but it's about not always thinking that not all the opportunities are going to come to you you also have to put the opportunity
0: in front of them in a way that they want to use that you reel that in yes that's exactly yeah. what you did I think that what I was also taught in my journey when we were working with our publicist is that every media publication has its brief and has their interests. Mm. And you need to study it to understand where do you fit, what are the hooks that you can talk about that you can present to them? Cuz even after we stopped needing to work with an official PR company, I still followed those best case examples and rules and that's how all the inbounds started coming our way. I was taught how to build a bio, how to have a script of the usual questions and answers. Mm. And I started pitching online for competitions. So Secret Skin would go and win things because I was also fundraising and investing. So even in front of an investor, when you have a pitch deck, it's actually showmanship and it's actually PR Mm. only to a different audience, two different kinds of strategies. But in the end of the day, you're your own publicist, your own influencer. And I think what people really respond to when it comes to content is how real you are, how brutal you are, how vulnerable you are, how vocally self-critical you are. How do you manage that? Because people
1: are, people. a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. How do you, do you see it as I'm also doing it for the business? Like if someone's listening to this or watching this now and go, I don't know how to be that vulnerable or what should I do? What, what, what I don't
0: know how to do it. <laughs> you just do it. I just do it. Yeah. I tell myself, okay, I'm on my hormonal cycle, that's why I have a zit on my face. But hey, I have acne products on secret skin and my team tells me that you need to do a lot more founder content. So when I see your content, for example, and I see a lot of the other ways that beauty founders are creating their content and their presence, it's very intimidating. It's 3 years, but when I'm asked what's the most challenging part of this journey, I feel being the face and making content. Is extremely hard for me. Mm. Do
1: you sit down with your team and plan it once a month or how does it work?
0: They wish I did, (laughs) but they know that I'm extremely non-committal and that even if they plant it on the calendar, my usual response is, should I fundraise or should I be creating this content? Because I have two hours this week and you decide. (laughs) So it's a hard balance. Mm. I would like very soon for Secret Skin to be in the driver's seat. But till the time that it's still finding its legs, I have to do it. I love doing it. I think that I'm a very good role model for it. Mm. And my passion inspires the world to embrace it. Yeah. And I think that's what's important.
1: When you say role model, so there's people watching this, but there'll be people listening to this. And your skin is glowing. Thank you. Some of the products that you love using?
0: Yes. So I use RMS Mm -hmm. Beauty, which is, for some reason, it's taken off like a storm in this region. Everyone wants it. We just started working with legacy retailers like a Shaloup or like a Sonomi. Now next is another big key legacy player. And RMS today is what Ilia used to be. Mm -hmm. And Active Ingredients, it's from the US. Beautiful makeup because... The founder believes that if we're having makeup on our face the whole day, why can't it have the same ingredients as skincare? Makes sense. And refillable packaging, it's just very new age and it appeals to, the, you know, to all generations. I, keep, I drink a lot of water. I keep my skin hydrated. When I'm feeling triggered, I like to think of trigger versus glimmer. So if you're feeling triggered by things, or if I feel that, oh my God, how am I going to make payroll this month for the team? Then I switch off and I get a bag of chips and I sit in front of the TV and watch Netflix and I cancel the day. So I think that beating of the self and the flagellation that I need to be doing more, I think that you will never be able to do enough as a young founder. Very well said. Yeah. But the days that you can give 40%, you gave 100% because that's all you had. Mm. And I am finding better ways of self soothing. So love, children, the sea, sun, these are all my glimmers. Mm -hmm. And uh, sleep. Sleep is the secret to my skin. (laughs) What are you, seven, eight? Well, since we hit three, it's six. But otherwise it always used to be nine.
1: Nine. So all those years of nine hours. It's the cost of doing business. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. What are some of the myths that you would love to debunk from your industry? Or say lots, just maybe give me one or two, maybe about this sort of, like you touched on something about you don't speak at events that say female founders. I mean, that's not maybe a myth. I don't
0: speak at events. I just feel that it's divisive to say female founders, he for she, they're very good initiatives for gender diversity because women globally get invested in a lot less than our Mm -hmm. male counterparts but i think we shouldn't be divisive because ambition doesn't have gender it has no gender so when i go out there and i'm speaking for my mission and my cause mm-hmm. i'm a crusader not for the women folk i'm a crusader for health everyone's health mm. and because you can't be everywhere i've been taught again to choose where to speak and i choose carefully yeah we have amazing mentors and advisors, and this is something that I learned from one of them, that the more you grow, the more opportunities there will be and the more temptation. Mm. But we are very careful about where we show up because A, we want to be very close to our consumer and uh, we just want to be authentic and not do everything possible because you can't.
1: Mm, It's very true. It can't be in all places at all times.
0: What's on the radar? What's
1: coming for you next? I'm curious to know, what can you share?
0: Well, you talked about debunking some myths. Yeah. And I think that you touched upon a very crucial point. Most people think that clean beauty or anything organic is expensive. It's not easily accessible. It's not as efficacious mm-hmm. as something that you would pick off a pharmacy shelf. And it's not luxurious. None of this is true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have secret skin products that are available to you the same day. Mm-hmm. We go through all the certifications so that you don't have to. So, whether it's organic or cruelty free, or whether it says that it doesn't have any sulfates or parabens, we have a very hard door. Not every brand can be on secret skin because I'm the custodian of my consumer's trust. Mm-hmm. And it's luxurious. Ayurveda. Ayurveda used to be 33% of our business. Who knew that this region loves Ayurveda? Because there's a very close connection between the Arab world and the Indian world because they both use medicinal herbs in food. Mm -hmm. And the practice and the regimen goes back many thousands of years. And so we found that everyone was looking for it. So Ayurveda beauty and Ayurvedic brands are very popular. And because we are recovering from COVID, makeup has come back. Makeup used to be our number two or number three category. It's our number one category on sacred skin today in terms of contribution to Mm -hmm. revenue.
1: So I wanted to touch on a conversation that we're having just before where you were telling me about fundraising and you have a large number of women in the investment portfolio that you have and you're still fundraising. Tell me a little bit more about that.
0: Well, this is our third raise, believe it or not. And I've never raised before, meaning Mm -hmm. before Secretskin started. And I'm very proud that 65% of our investors are women. It just goes on to show that there is a lot of faith in what we're building and Mm -hmm. we placed our right bets at the right thing at the right time. We have professionals from very big corporates that have invested in Secret Skin. We like to have an interesting, diverse menagerie, I'd like to call it, because we want to be able to tap into our investors and advisors when we get stuck, because this helps us optimize efficiencies, learn how to manage money better, or launch into a new market with learnings instead of going in blind. So we just announced our third race. It's a seed race mm-hmm. because we want to expand into Saudi starting Q1. That's okay. what's next. And we're building specifically for Saudi because A, we need a few more people. And B, we won't be starting from scratch. We'll be starting from experience. So we graduated from Techstars on the 30th of August. It's a 1.5% acceptance rate. So it's like the Ivy League of accelerator programs and we spent the whole summer in Riyadh building bridges for our expansion. So if you're listening to this and you like investing in omnichannel retail, beauty, female founders, in this case lean teams, then you know the call Yeah. <laughs> How can they get in touch? What's the are you LinkedIn? Like we're we... I'm very, very uh active. Mm-hmm. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Yeah. Our first investor found us through a podcast. She parked on the side of the road when she heard the podcast and she DM'd me on Instagram. And that's how our first investor in our pre seed round came on board.
1: I love that. Isn't that? Yeah. Love serendipity. It. Pra- absolutely. But the power of the brand, your brand speaking, all of these pillars that
0: I continually talk about is just proof again that
1: it works. It absolutely works. I think
0: it stirs something within you. Yeah. The combination of the story, the The passion, the hustle, the insouciance and the I won't take no for an answer approach. Mm -hmm. And if you're saying no to me, even that's an answer. But tell me why so that I can get better.
1: Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for your time today. I'm so glad that we've had this opportunity because all of our other opportunities have been passing or they've been at events and there's never really the chance to be able to connect on a deeper level and understand more so i really appreciate your time and sharing it with my audience thank you for having me did you enjoy this episode if you did then please leave a review on apple Podcasts. this is how more people can hear about the amazing stories and guests that we have on here even better you can also share this on social media screenshot it and share it on your instagram or on your facebook or on your twitter account the more people that see these episodes the more awareness it brings to small businesses and those that are trying to make an impact and difference And if you want to know more about how you can develop your personal brand, then check out our new website, Brand New Creators, designed by our in-house team. And we are in the business of helping you to increase your online visibility, build industry authority, lead change, motivate and profit. Who doesn't want that? I look forward to speaking to you soon. Until next time. Bye.